at stoneonair.com. I'm Brian. He is Keon hanging out with you here for the rest of this hour. Uh, we'll do this uh, some some days of the week, Monday through uh, – it's between Monday through Friday at some points during the week we come in here and do this show from 10 until 11. I can't exactly be entirely sure which days of the week at this point because I, I don't I've, I don't know that. I don't get told uh, that sometimes. Sometimes it's just kind of find out like everybody else does. So maybe, maybe tomorrow, I don't know. Might see Friday, you know. Hell, maybe we'll show up on a Saturday. Keon, I don't know, maybe, who knows? Maybe we'll do the Stone On Air radio show and podcast on a Saturday. Just really make people guess. Maybe I'll, you know, I'll find a promo out about it. You know, coming up Saturday, <laughs> the Stone On Air show with Keon and Brian. Hell, maybe Keon will be the host. I don't know. I don't know. And it's okay. Keep you guessing, right? Keep you on your toes. Have some fun. It's radio after all. It's supposed to be fun, man. We're supposed to be having fun. Stone on air coming up. Completely unsanctioned by the church. Stone on air. Whatever, let's just do this. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air coming up. Stone on air. That was the very first open that I made five years ago. Just out of chopped up promos on the fly because I wanted to get the podcast moving as quickly as possible and a little blast from the past welcome into the stone on air show it is the supposed for-profit venture known as the stone on air podcast it was a radio show for almost a year talk about it coming up here shortly I will definitely change the opening song. I've got to figure out some legality stuff like I tried to do once upon a time that I haven't thought about in a in a, you know, in a year at least. And uh, for the first time ever, I'm doing this podcast in my new-ish once upon a time office at the house. Then it turned into a child's bedroom for a year and a half. And now it's back to my office. Um, lots happening in the last year and a half. It feels like I'm talking to a lot of you for the first time in a while. More on that here in just a minute. I know most of you have probably been around for a lot of the radio shows that were later disguised as a podcast, but for for years, this was set up in my garage. And uh, this is the first time I've done it in the comfort of the downstairs portion of the house, which is much nicer. Got me a nice setup here. Way nicer than any of the junk that I used at that crappy radio station, Nougat Radio 92.7 which I no longer uh, work for, and for now, we'll go back to a weekly podcast is the idea. I've got to talk to a few different people about a few different ideas, and uh, I'll keep you posted on that. This is going to be the typical day after, if you will, show, the the weekend after show, uh, the reaction show to uh, another shift in my uh, professional life, and I'm not mad about it at all. Uh, I, I, I'm not mad, I, but I, I have some pretty strong things to say about it, but it's not super hyper-emotionally driven. I, um, and I'm going to spend basically this entire time, however long this lasts, I'm not sure. I, I'm going to try to keep it at about 45 minutes. I've kind of figured out that that feels like that's the sweet spot, 42 to 45 minutes. It might get closer to an hour. We'll see how it goes. But if you've been, if you've been away and you're back now as it's the uh, 
the standalone as a podcast. Uh, thank you for coming back. And if you have been here the whole time, thank you for your support over all these years. But isn't it nice to not be overmodulated and not sound like total crap? Um, that was something I couldn't avoid at the uh, at the radio station. And it's just so nice to have a nice, crisp, bold, clear signal. So if nothing else, that's great. And I did notice, and I and not just notice because I, I talked to some people, that, uh, that, that they were not downloading the show anymore because it was too much. It was, too, it was four, three, four, five times a week. And it was just, you know, people love the John Oliver show, but they don't need the John Oliver show five days a week. It's a look back. It's a week. It's a wrap up kind of show. Not trying to compare myself to the guy. I'm just giving you an example. So, uh, I, and the numbers were, were plummeting. They were terrible. Um, at my peak on just SoundCloud alone, which is the host, it would be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of of listens, of spins. I still haven't got a very accurate way to figure out the overall downloads and subscriptions and podcast numbers and all that. But nowadays, or the last year, I've been seeing barely, you know, not even triple digits almost ever. Like 40 and 50. So, I, I, I don't know. The quantity and loss of quality might have pushed some people away. I hope that whoever they are... Are come back, and uh, we'll continue this thing on and see what happens. Uh, I've still got the project four two three. I don't know if I'm going to still do that or not. Started that as in March of last year as a local music kind of thing. Um, it's been shelled because as soon as I started it, the pandemic hit, and there was no shows or you know nothing was open. So I I have those domains, I have those social medias. I don't have a lot of passion for it. It's kind of the problem, but. Maybe I can recreate some of that passion at some point. So here, coming up in today's show, uh, it'll sound very similar to the way that the, the radio show went. I've got you two segments after this. I'm gonna just I'm gonna tell you how the radio gig at 92.7 came about in the second segment, and then the specifics as to why and how I was let go from there. And then I'm gonna tell you in the third segment, it's gonna be me reading nothing but a bunch of text threads, some of them completely out of context. And some of them, or at least one of them, very much in context. Just to give you an idea what kind of lunatic the guy who runs Nuga Radio is. Or let me rephrase that. The guy who owns Nuga Radio 92.7. He doesn't run anything. He plugs in a few logs here and there. and you know That's just the daily uh, programming. And then uh, Jen and Mike, uh, they do all the day-to-day operations stuff. So... And I don't want to give him too much credit. He owns the joint, and I don't want to get slanderous, so i got to be careful. i got to be very careful to tap dance around slander. But things being on the up and up, I've questioned from the beginning, and that's top to bottom in every aspect of this disastrous radio station and overall enterprise. So more on that coming up here in just a minute. The first thing I wanted to mention just uh, that's topic-related to a certain degree is... Uh, the 40 under 20 is out again. I've always paid a close attention to the Chatter magazine that's put together by the Times Free Press. It is a fantastic publication. I know it's a very pretentious look at me kind of thing. Um, I've been in it once just as like seen out and about picture and that made me happy. And I know that that's primarily what it's for. The, you know, the middle to upper class majority white people to see themselves in a glossy picture. But it's got a few decent articles from time to time and catching you up on Chattanooga stuff. And I always admired the the uh, forty under excuse me the twenty under forty 
So under 40 years old, local influencers, that's the buzzword everybody uses these days. And it's that kind of just questioning your mortality thing as the midlife crisis thing starts to really creep in on me. I have been, uh, I have aged five to 10 years in the last year. This pandemic and the things going on in my life during it have beaten me into the corner. I mean, just beaten me down. It has, and I, I know that's not unique to me, but it is a fact. And it has changed the way I think about things. It has changed a lot. And uh, you wouldn't know unless I came out and told you specifically, unless you're around me a lot, then you would start to realize it. But the editor just turned 40. And I just wanted to read just a little bit. This uh, It says, I remember when my dad turned 40, he was welcomed home by a wheelchair and a cake with a vulture sitting atop a tombstone that read over the hill. This month I turned 40, which makes me a geriatric millennial. They have a whole segment uh, or uh, article in here about the geriatric millennials. Uh, I consider myself a very young Gen Xer. She goes on to write, her name is, I can't read her cursive, and it doesn't say it in, uh, in just uh, not cursive, <laughs> whatever you call it, not cursive. Anyway, uh, let's see. My dad's life felt decidedly settled to me as he crested that proverbial hill. Wife, house, three kids, a career. While I have foregone only the marriage part of that equation and traded three kids for three dogs, mine somehow feels less so. She goes on to talk a little bit more anecdotal stuff, and I, I identify with that a lot. I, when my dad was 40, holy hell, I thought he was old as F, right? I, I was like, 40? Man, that's crazy. And I like to think I'm as about as youthful and as vibrant of a 41-year-old you're going to find. I mean, I'm curmudgeon and all that kind of stuff and get off my lawn type. I've been like that since I was 20. But I don't feel that old, except now I kind of do. And time can really mess you up mentally. Mental health, it can really, you know, we're, that's all the buzz right now with the, the girl from the Olympics, Biles or whatever. I'm not going to talk about that. But, um, you know, you can really get mentally beat up. And I've been mentally beat up the last year. And, I mean, I'm fine. I'm not sitting here fishing for uh, compliments or, or anything like that. But just I can identify with mental health issues amongst uh, athletes. Uh, turning 40, which I did during the pandemic, which wasn't easy for me. I was surprised at how disappointed I was with uh, the way that all went. So uh, I just wanted to look at that. Oh, and the other point I want to make is that, so once upon a time for years, almost every year I would look at 20 under 40 in chatter and I would know somebody in it. I would regularly know somebody on the list or at least were somewhat acquaintances. If nothing else, I had knew of their work and I was very familiar with them. The last couple of years, I don't know who any of these people are. I don't have any clue. I've never heard of the initiatives they're involved in. I've never heard uh, of, of many of their um, their occupations and the their, their extracurriculars they do. I don't know what they are. I've never. I I don't know. That's I'm getting more and further and further removed from that world, and that bums me out a little bit. Now I knew I was never going to be in the damn list. These people are very accomplished people. I'm not a very accomplished people person. The best thing I got going for me is you know done some radio gigs. That's about as far as it goes. And smoked pot and went to concerts, right? It's not exactly going to fall into a list of the best of a, of a group of anybody. But um, so I just figured I'd bring that up. I have um, I just recently talk a lot about how I, I when I go out, it used to be I can't go anywhere and not run into somebody I know. Well, I now regularly go out and don't run into people that I know. I've gone to Nightfall now twice and only ran into one or two people over the course of the two times going. 
Um, I When I was younger, I hung out with people who are older than me. When I was older, I hung out with people who are younger than me. And now all those younger people that I was hanging out with a decade ago are all now having their kids and getting married and buying houses. And so I'm stuck in this gray middle area. I don't have any single friends. And if I do have single friends, they're drug addicts. It's just uh, it's a transitional period, and it, it weighs on my mind uh, a, a lot more than it used to, but uh, it's all good. So here's the deal. Let's do this. I'm going to do the three pieces of audio for you that like I normally do on the radio show. I don't remember if I was doing this on the podcast uh, before the radio show. I don't think I was. I think I might have occasionally. But So I've got the worst idea, the coolest thing, and the TikTok thing, which I am a TikTok-aholic. So we'll start with the worst idea, and I'll give this more context Next segment, when I discuss the asshole who owns Nougat Radio, and also, real quick, lots of language. Language on this, uh, going forward for the rest of this, lots of language. So, just so you know, I normally try to keep that to a minimum, but that won't be the case today. I'm just kind of loosey-goosey, having some fun here for the first time in a while where I can say and do whatever I want, and so that's what you're going to get. So, just so you've been warned in case, you know, the kids are around or whatever. Um, but I'll, I'll give more context to this. Next segment, this is a, a promo for a new show on New Radio 92.7 called The 88%. Probably will be done within two or three weeks based on the track record of the guys that are hosting it. But uh, as far as their, uh, their, their reliability for showing up, because one of the hosts is the owner who's a total flake asshole. But here's a promo for the new show. This is today's worst idea. The 88% on Nuga Radio 92.7. Thursday, 10 to 11 a.m., The Silent Majority. Are you tired of hearing about how you're the problem because of your skin color? Being badgered and banged over the head with the constant theme of global warming or climate change. City streets that are in desperate need of repair. Chattanooga spending money where it shouldn't be. To take the jab. Receiving experimental chemicals to flow through your body. Or with no proof of protection, mask up. That a compliance-demic with a 99% recovery rate justifies the closing of your business and eliminating your jobs. Thursday, 10 to 11 a.m., the 88%. The taking of your guns, voter fraud, fake news, with the national government and media on the brink of totalitarianism. The 88% will dispel these myths. Discuss what needs to be changed in Hamilton County, Chattanooga, and the country. Every Thursday, 10 to 11 a.m., join Joe Manuel and Mike Steele for the 88%. Yeah, Mike Steele, that's the fake name for the owner. Sab is his name. I, it's Sabatino, Koopa, Polly, Poopa, but he's straight out of uh, Italian descent. Um, but I'll give more context to why that's the worst idea here in um, in just a few minutes. And I don't even necessarily disagree with everything that the promo says that the show might be about. I disagree with about at least a third of it, but uh, that's not the point. Let's move on now to today's coolest thing. This is Rand Paul in a Zoom-style a town hall or take because meet your constituents or something online he takes a phone call from a um, one of his constituents Rand paul senator from kentucky this is today's coolest thing so much for that we'll go ahead to our next question now mrs alexis toon you are live with the senator you can go ahead and ask your question hi senator i am a proud kentucky citizen and I just wanted to tell you to get fucked. <laughs> All right, we'll go ahead to uh, our next. That's where it cuts off. Oh, that's fantastic. That is so much fun. And this is today's TikTok thing. Um, 
There's a lot of different accounts on TikTok. I know some people are in love with it. I'm completely in love with it. It's made me abandon almost all social medias. But this is an account where they just play the drums intro, and it's guess what the song is with by only the drum intro. This is today's, what did I call it? It's a TikTok thing on the Stone On Air podcast. I almost said Nougat Radio. And for, for me, this one was easy. I got this one without any issue. Uh, sometimes they're as simple as like, you know, rock and roll. Led Zeppelin's rock and roll. Everybody knows the way that, that starts. But many of them are more difficult. There's a lot of classic rock ones. But this one, as I cue this up, here we go, is right in my wheelhouse. Um, I knew this one immediately. Give me a second to think about it. Ah, yes. If you said Alice in Chains, no excuses, then you're a winner. I have no prize for you other than to say, I love you. All right. So it is once again a day after or a week after or a short period of time after being fired from yet another radio station in this city. How I got the job, why I took the gig, what I felt about it, what I feel about the asshole who runs the place. Uh, what else? Oh, and then a bunch of text messages in the final segment of the show. This is the most listened to podcast in the city of Chattanooga. You believe that? It's a Stone On Air podcast. And hang tight. We'll be right back. and information. Nuga Radio, Digital FM 95.3 HD4 and 92.7 FM. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious <laughs> What did I tell you? 88 miles per hour! Hey, Doc, you better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. All right, welcome back in. It's Nuga Radio 92.7. More importantly, stoneonair.com is where you can find the show at any time. So coming up, um, I'm Brian. He's Keon. Got a couple minutes left here. So we found out collectively together, my radio and podcast listening family, I adore you. Beyond belief. We together found out on Monday, maybe found out today if you weren't listening on a Monday, that there's a new show airing tomorrow, preempting this show at 10 o'clock. And I'm excited about this. It's called 88 miles per hour. 10 until 11 tomorrow. And it's going to... Go back in time to 1955 to try to figure out what's wrong with this country is what I was, my little cliff notes I got. So while I sleep at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, you'd be awake 
and listen to the brand new show, 88 miles per hour, tomorrow on this station. And uh, it's taking you back in time, stopping progress in its tracks to 1955. Not just Marty McFly. We're all going to go back to... Oh, wait, hold on. This is embarrassing. I'm I'm sorry. I looked at I got my copy all all mixed up. I'm sorry. Eighty eight percent. I'm Jesus. What, what? How dumb am I? That's how it shows you how much I don't pay attention around here. I, how embarrassing. It's it's the All Star Game. You stayed up really late. I was to up, get your notes mixed up. Well, I I got it mixed up with the car commercial and the DeLorean and uh, I, I, how embarrassing. I now I just feel stupid. Eighty. Who would name a show eighty eight miles per hour? That would be so. That wouldn't make any sense. Dumb, dumb guy right here. Brian's the dumb guy. The show's not 88 miles per hour. The show's 88%. Get it together, man. I know. I I thought we were pros here. No, no, (laughs) no, no, clearly not. One of the last shows I did at Nougat Radio 92.7. This is... Might be my, not might be. It's my favorite song of the year so far from the Blackberry Smoke Band. You hear Georgia, such a great song. Um, so I'll I'll, I'll make this all make more sense to anybody who did, hadn't been, hadn't been listening to the radio shows, which is the numbers show most of you, most of you. Hang tight for a second. Hold on. You hear Georgia. Song basically saying we're not all Marge Taylor, Tyler Green. We're not all bleached blonde, black roots showing loudmouths. They'll never admit to it, but that's what they're saying in this song. All right, so um, enough of that. Let's move on here. Time will get away from me very quickly, so I want to get into it uh, as quick as possible. So that was me mocking the uh, the news show on the radio station ninety two point seven that was gonna that was gonna be hosted by uh, the owner of the station and I found out in a very unprofessional way about how the programming was going to be shifting and um, I will get to that here in a minute uh, first I want to uh, just talk about how I w- got this gig and why I went to work for this very very amateur hour radio station clunky, awful-sounding, unprofessional in every way. Now, everybody who works there in the morning, Jen, Mike, Jeff Styles, of course, uh, Keon, my producer, and uh, now I consider a very good friend. Uh, who am I leaving out? Jason. Russell is excellent at delivering the news. Inside the lines, right? When the bullets are firing in the morning, when things are live, things are good. Things are done by people who understand what to do, how to do, and what they should and shouldn't do. The guy who runs the joint is a complete loose cannon. 
once again, doesn't run the place as much as just is the owner on the paper and however he funds his operation, I find to be a very curious situation that I will not I will not speculate on. But overall, the station is garbage. And I knew that going into this, and I was very apprehensive to to you know, this is a by association kind of thing, right? Like somebody might hear something at the wrong time and think that that's what I'm all about. Um, even even David Toulis, Kooky Toulis in the afternoon, even he has a niche for what he does. I actually like the guy. I got along with David Toulis just fine. Um, I got along with everybody just fine, except for the asshole owner. But and I barely, I don't even hardly know the guy. It was mostly electronic. Uh, conversation and uh, interaction, which I will read a lot coming up here in about, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. We'll see. But so uh, on the on March 31st, I got let go from the music station, Alt 98.7, that I really did enjoy that work and it paid, quite frankly, the best I've ever been paid in radio. So that was nice. But that was a COVID cut. I knew it would come eventually. I wasn't mad. I left that company on very good terms. But I didn't have a radio gig anymore and I needed something to distract me from my awful year and I had talked to Jen Lambert who is the by all accounts I would say the program director of of 92.7 love her to death again the people I worked with every day loved them Jeff Styles because Jeff was there is why I went that was if Jeff wasn't there I would have never even considered it because I didn't know everybody else hardly I I didn't know Keon I didn't know Russell I didn't know Mike I didn't know uh, I only I was only familiar with Jason Kirk so like I, I would not have gotten involved with something so convolutedly odd without the uh, the relevance that Jeff Styles brought to the station. So at the end of July, I was going to the station to meet to basically, you know, sign on the dotted line or make the handshake and say, okay, we're going to do this. I'm going to start doing radio shows on this open hour at 10 a.m. during the week. And the night before... After a tumultuous, awful spring and into summer breakup, and I had people living with me that were moving out. Long story, heartbreaking story. So glad to be a year removed from it. Everybody who was involved seems to be doing pretty good at this point right now, so I'm very happy about that. But they all left my property on a Thursday night at, like, midnight after mass moving and just just a heartbreaking week. Oh, my God, it was a heartbreaking week. And I just so happened, I didn't mean it for the, to be this way, but the next day on Friday, I was going in to meet with Jen and whoever else to say, okay, let's do this. And that was in late July. So it was right around one year ago right now. And I went in, and I met with her, and we agreed to what we agreed to, and asshole owner was there just by happenstance. He's almost never there. He listens every minute of his life. But he's almost never there. And I met this guy, and he's an absolute lunatic. He is a misanthrope, which a lot of times I admire a misanthrope because they hate everything. To a certain degree, I am a little bit too a misanthrope. What is a misanthrope, you might ask? Brian, well, let me look it up real quick and tell you. Just to make sure I get the accurate definition, it is a person who dislikes humankind and avoids human society. Um, so it was almost like he was testing me that day, throwing out a lot of uh, topics, 
Of course, it was all mask and mandates, and there wasn't a vaccine yet. Uh, COVID, whatever the news cycle was that day, and he was peppering me. And I, I do pretty well with that kind of environment. I, I'm, I don't get too emotionally wrapped up in stuff like that. And I've been around the block a time or two, so that's fine. That's okay. We did that. Um, but he was very bombastic, and he was very over the top. And I already had an idea of who he was and what his organization was all about. And I was very apprehensive going into this. And I was emotionally a wreck this week and this month and this entire year, but most specifically that week, it was a, it was a bad day. I made it through that without much of an issue. Again, I can put up my dukes and I can do it because we were basically doing kind of at the conference table, a back and forth radio style uh, conversation. And I, none of this was planned. It just happened. And again, I feel like I did just fine with it. Nice to meet you. Good to see you. We'll do it. Here's the date we're going to start. Here we go. And I left and was going to go to um, the feed. I was off work that week and to help with the move. And I was going to go to the feed and have some beers and food. That's what I always do when I got a free day when I'm off during a week. And I stopped in at my day job, uh, which is just down the road from the feed, just to look at a couple of things. And somebody, there was two or three people all of a sudden like, oh, hey, hey, I need this, I need this. I was like, hey, guys, I'm not even, I'm not even here. I was already starting to feel like this pressure in my chest. And um, I was like, I got to go, guys. I'm sorry. Get with so-and-so. And I was like, I can't go to the feed. I can't see. I can't be around anybody. I've got, I've got to go. i got to go home. Like, something's not right. Something's wrong with me. And I quickly went home. This was in the early afternoon. And I took some Klonopin, and I probably downed a drink, and I laid down and I, and I, because I was starting to have a full-blown panic attack because of all the th- issues I was having to deal with that week. And then I dealt with this insane man who is a, is a misanthrope, but I think it's a uh, – I won't uh, – see, again, I got to be careful with slander. I'm not going to say what I thought I was just going to say. But, I mean, he is a Trump flag waver. He says he's not. He is. He hates the Republican Party, he says, but he doesn't really. He is a go to the rallies, wear the hats, hate everybody, hate all Democrats, as he calls them, hate all libtards, as he calls them, hate everybody that's not Marge Taylor Greene. So he's got a nice little huge amount, amount of people that he can blend in with. I mean, this is the kind of guy that would go to the Capitol on the 6th. Um, I don't know that he would... Cr- commit uh, crimes, but he would rally and hang out and wave a flag. Just trying to give you an idea of what this guy is all about. And it gave me an absolute panic attack. I slept until 9 o'clock that night on a Friday. I had plans to go out, scrapped them all, because I literally was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Now, I was able to get away from that, move along, no big deal. Did the show for almost a year, August 24th. Would have been a year. I thought it would have lasted six months at the most. I was shocked that it lasted almost a year. And I had already been making my exit plans before this year is over. I wanted to make it to September for a long reasons I don't won't bore you with. It had to do with Bonnaroo and credentials and stuff like that. But um, I was already starting to feel like this thing is falling apart. Not to bore you with lots of things that are very uh, subtly anecdotal. There was just a few things that were said, text messages that were sent. Where I was feeling like, okay, my, my, I'm wearing my, my welcome out with this guy. And so that promo I played last segment, the worst idea, 
is a promo that I heard a few weeks back on a Monday when I came in to do this show where he was taking an hour of my show to do this brand new show, the 88%, whatever the hell that means. And I was not told anything about it. Nobody the entire station was told anything about it. And that's as, as unprofessional asshole move as you could possibly do. Without you knowing the industry, it might not sound like any big deal to you, but it is kind of akin to like finding out you're traded through Twitter, like from a professional sports analogy. Like you just don't do that. It's his station. If he wants to put on a show of his own to preempt mine, fine. That's It's your station, bro. Do whatever you want. But when you let the person who you're taking the hour from find out 20 seconds before they're going to go on the air that this your show is out, this show is in, and then two or three other things that were just very clear that he is not interested in having me around anymore, I kind of lost it that day. And for about two weeks in the hallways a little bit, I didn't yell and scream, but I got close. I was like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? And what is he doing here? And what games is he playing? And I'm not, you know, I'm not interested in this bullshit. I was just, I was mad. And so that day, the entire hour was, and he listens everything. He listens to every word in the morning. It was clear, you know, he knew, I'm sure he was smiling. Oh, I rattled this guy. I rattled this dude. So then I did the whole mocking thing where I called it 88 miles per hour and I pretended that I, you know, I did a whole bit. I thought it was pretty damn funny, to be honest with you. I thought it was good. Um, he heard every bit of that and his ears, you know, were just steaming smoke, I'm sure. He, hey, it, it, so I knew my days were very numbered at that point. And uh, that's the extent of the story. It doesn't go, it goes further than that, but that, that's the main pieces that everybody needs to know to, to really understand it. And um, I told the story five weeks ago, and I told the story five years ago. So if you want to hear it uh, from the firing from talk radio of five years ago, when I asked if I'm being fired, Scott Chase, that piece of shit, looked at me and said, I think you fired yourself. And no, Scott, I was sabotaged and uh, ripped of my, of my long-term dream and 13 years of focused and calculated and deliberate work to get to the point that I was to borderline a local dream job was stolen from me, taken away from me. I didn't fire myself. In this setting, I fired myself. I fired myself. Almost every break in and out, I had some kind of subtle snide jab at the owner that only really he knew what I was doing. And um, so I knew any minute now I was going to be told you're done. And then he made up some cockamamie bullshit story about how CBD is, he hates marijuana legalization, uh, the concept of it. And so he thinks that it's, he was uh, comparing it to like the the COVID vaccinations and the masks and all this FDA. I just, he just made up a bunch of stuff saying, because Hemp House was my main sponsor. Thank you to Hemp House. I'll talk to you soon, Dwayne. Um, and so he, he made this fake ass reason to pull the advertising plus he wasn't getting any of the money i was so again his right i'm not mad at him for what he did i knew he was gonna do it i wasn't gonna walk away i knew he was going to eventually tell me to get bent and speaking of getting bent i am going to go down a road of text message threads that just for some reason make me smile and I can't wait for you to hear them and I hope you enjoy listening to them as much as I enjoy reading them and that is coming up next on the Stone On Air Podcast. Hang tight. Never had a block of stone.
right back. Oh, darling, what juicy gossip I have for our listeners. Stoneonair.com. I'd rather plant poison ivy plants in my anus before hearing another word about Kim Kardashian. Look at me. I'm Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I was on Seinfeld, the show about white people in New York eating pickles and man. you, bitch. you, Tom Brady, you fat bitch. I hope you cry. you, Tom Brady. I hope your dog eats chocolate and gets really sick and throws up on your sock. Billie Eilish dresses like she got her clothes stolen at the gym, so they gave her what they had in the lost and found bin. Chance the Rapper, more like Chance the Worthless, Spineless, Bless, Soulless, Purposeless, Virtuous Sellout. Nice Doritos commercial, you piece of I don't know why I thought Mean Tweets would be a fun rejoin there, but I did. Speaking of amazing songs... This is right there, too. Brand new Foo Fighters and being sellout bitches came from a Ram, Dodge Ram commercial. It's called Making a Fire. Talked about it on the air the other day. That once upon a time when we were idiot, dumbass kids. Like, oh, you sold out. You put your commercial song on a commercial. What the F? First of all, it's a fantastic commercial. And... You know, being a grown-ass adult and understanding that monetizing to its fullest extent your talents is what you're supposed to do. Um, I freaking love this song. Total different real sound than they've had in a while. A little more poppy. I love it. It's called Making a Fire. Give it a second. waited a lifetime wait what is it i don't have it written down i waited a lifetime to live it's time to ignite i'm making a fire all right so let's get to it real quickly i've as always just lost track of time i'll be definitely over 42 to 45 minutes uh this week but this is fun this is where i just i have countless text threads amongst everybody from the radio station at new at 92.7 Jeff Styles, Jen, Jason, Russ, Keon, uh, and I've always been on these things. I never reply. Quite literally, never reply. I just look at this madness and this emotionally uncontrolled, socially um, uh, emotional, social media, text thread, emotional, out-of-control maniac owner of this piece-of-shit radio station just goes off on tangents that are threads like like paragraphs long it's absolutely insane and so whatever i'm gonna read to you right now i'm not putting into any kind of context right because i don't i don't feel like it i'm just giving you an example of the unhinged nature of this maniac so here we go i'm running late for a meeting covid my balls itch covid missiles returning to earth covid anybody still buying this bullshit and by the way, Lynn Cheney is the devil, spawn of New World Order asshole Dick Cheney. At least his mom gave him the right first name, Dick. The pandemic is total bullshit. Stop, reading the, stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Love p- Planned Parenthood when they abort potential Democrats. Now, this dude, for some reason, uh, whatever, he's 
super staunch on many things, but abortion is like the most awful thing in the history of all awful things. And he's not a religious person really at all. I don't, well, I mean, if he, I'm, I'm, that's the only authentic thing about him is he doesn't pretend to be a, a, a Christian too. He's not a fake Christian at least. Love Planned Parenthood when they abort potential Democrats. Nuka Radio has an official position of abortion and Planned Parenthood, and we will probably promote that on the radio. Nuka Radio is a pro-life radio station. When Planned Parenthood moves, and they're going to know, again, sometimes it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I'm sorry, not probably. We are going to promote that we are a pro-life radio station. There was probably a headline that day about something that involved abortion. Uh, let's see, move on from that. I am just amazed at the fact that you guys are pretty smart and you buy government bullshit like vaccines and masks. Isn't it enough that 55,000 people died in Vietnam? Over 1 million people died during the war to prevent Southern independence over ally. And he spells, just gets, he just loses his trace of what he's actually saying. The CIA killing people. FBI can continue. Move in, Philadelphia. The fuck's that mean? But you can continue to believe at the, at the altar of government, they're bullshit. I am perplexed and amazed just saying have a good Sunday. Something to think about as most Americans worship at the feet of the state. Uh, let's see. So Islam, and, or is it Islam? Israel and um, uh, Palestine is a topic of one of these massively ridiculous long drivel of t- text threads. Keon Rhodes, who uh, was my producer and a really intelligent, sharp guy who stays on top of things, all things sports and national affairs and world affairs, more than I do on both, had something to say about it. He didn't like it. Hey, Keon, get a fucking clue. Israel is not committing genocide. The mud people known as Hamas are terrorists and deserve to be extinguished, exterminated. There are no Palestinians nor Palestine. They're all a bunch of Arabs whose goal is to destroy Israel. What the hell is it that Jews vote for Democrats to destroy their homeland? Israel should wipe them out and tell Joe Biden to go fuck himself and mind his own business. Again, I'm just giving you a snapshot of what this guy is like. Uh, My concern is that we're giving out correct and accurate information on the air. The same agencies that allow multinational corporations to kill people in the form of nicotine, we're going to trust them. The same people that allow vaping direct nicotine control products, we're going to trust them. And the same people that are allowing the legalization of marijuana, more poison, we're going to trust them. The same people that are setting up heroin injection zones, we're going to trust them. I don't trust any of these motherfuckers, not one of them. They are not looking out for the best interests of the people of the United States, and that is the bottom line. And I'm not saying I even expecting people to disagree with every word that's being said here it's just uh it's just uh, uh, uh. and remember these are just a few of the hundreds and hundreds of texts just like these uh let's see oh and you don't think trump and rhetoric and words matter listen to the way this is worded Oh, no, I think we do a good job, but we have the power of 25,000 watts blasting in the people's heads. I got the recent numbers from another source of the radio station. The station is on fire. Our numbers are so big, I can't reveal them, but we have very big numbers. Does that sound familiar? Nobody's listening to that piece of shit radio station. Uh, What is this? Do I really want to go down? No, I don't want to go down that road now. I mean, I have countless here, and I don't want to do, I don't want to bore you too much here. And I literally have like seven, eight more pages of this drivel that I just don't even feel like reading now. I always kind of over-prepare when I'm pulling stuff like this. So I want to get to the uh, final one here. 
It'll be the last words I ever speak of this asshole. The last time, might be the last time I ever really speak of this radio station. And um, it, I kept getting these these constant barrage of text messages in the last week. And it was a week ago that I was let go. So I was waiting for the perfect time when I was in the perfect mood to uh, tell him off. And he was. T- this is where he was talking about CBD is no better than COVID, and COVID is no better than this, and the FCC could fine us for false advertising. I don't whatever. And they were arguing back and forth, and I don't care a second about any of that. I, it got to kind of a not necessarily a stopping point, but where the barrage wasn't coming so heavily. And here's the text message thread amongst a few of us here as I wrap up the show for uh, today. All that mess, and then I said, or text, I should say. Sab, get bent, you fucking lunatic. Fuck right off. Please remove me from any more of this goddamn drivel. And then he responded, and for some reason he thought he was responding to Jeff Styles. So keep that in mind. It says, I am a fucking lunatic regarding what? If you want to take on the fucking liability, then you take a note no call me a fucking lunatic. You don't know what you're talking about. Sign the documents that if I get fined 10000 you're going to fucking pay for it or shut the fuck up. I don't fuck around when it comes to the FCC. Then it says, Jeff, you've been suspended till the end of the month. Don't ever fucking be insubordinate to me in a group text when we're dealing with legal issues. Okay. So somehow he's got my number in as Jeff Styles, I guess. Um, then some of this cuts off. I put, uh, (laughs) just waiting for you to shut the fuck up. And I said, you can't do it. And there was another one where he said something else. And I said, I thought you were done in in erasing the text. Shut the fuck up. Then it says from Sab, the owner of that piece of shit radio station. Seriously, listen, you little punk. There's a reason why you don't have a show. And I was actually thinking about giving you the 11 o'clock hour. Well, that's done. Go deliver your beer. Now, for some reason, making fun of me for my job in the beer industry is something that more than one now radio person in this town thinks is some kind of massive insult. It's an incredibly good job for a great company with great benefits and uh, very fair livable wage pay, but somehow it's an insult. Anyway, my next immediate text was, still waiting for you to shut the fuck up. Jason Kirk from the morning show said, am I dreaming right now? (laughs) This feels like a dream. What a day for a shit show. All right. So he thinks he started a new thread, deleted out the old one. So he thinks and starts a new thread. (laughs) And the first thing on the new thread says, who the hell put that piece of shit in this thread? It's words this terribly. He's, he has no connection to no, will ever have any connection to new to Nuga Radio. He's a fucking punk. Keon comes in, posts a picture of a woman looking like terribly confused, like a meme, and said, he's still in the thread. He sent a new thread out that still had me in it. Jen says, uh, someone doesn't know how to use his phone. Sab, you started a new thread, and guess what? Brian is still on it. Please stop. I then respond, well, this is going extremely well. Then I post or or text, listen, dipshit. 
My number is blah, blah, blah. There's a number in all caps. Stop sending your incessant bullshit. And Mike comes in here. And at this point, I think Sab has, has abandoned the thread. Mike says, wait, did you just start another thread to exclude Brian? And you invited him to it? I fucking can't. And the final three here, then I posted, how many to screw in a light bulb? Mike says, save this thread. When they do the Netflix documentary on Nougat Radio, these will be vital in telling the story. And my guy Keon, to wrap it up, says, this is better than any episode of The Office. Uh... I mean, it was so much fun. It's so fun to get to rattle people who have no emotional self-control, especially when it comes to electronic social media and texting. You can't get to me. You can't screw with me. You can't make me overreact and go, oh, oh damn it, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, god damn it. Like, I, you can't do it. You, you can't do it. I've been on social media for longer than you, probably, meaning either you're too young or you're too old to have been on social media longer than me. I've learned the hard way how to get burned on social media. I've been apathetic and done emotionally with social media for going on at least seven or eight years. But definitely, certainly since 2015 and the nonsense that we've had to deal with since then. This guy can't help it. He's a bully. And bullies get off on your emotional reaction and they, they, and they kick down put their foot on the gas pedal more and more the more reaction you show if you stay even keeled you say just a simple hey i'm still you said you were leaving i'm waiting for you to shut the fuck up and leave like you said you were going to don't say asshole or punk or shithead like don't do that it drives them crazy because they don't know how to respond to rational thought they don't know how to respond to a very simplistic approach they need emotion. They feed off that. They need negativity. They need vulgarity. They need explicit language. It makes them, it fuels their fire. If you punch them in the mouth intellectually, they don't know what to do. And this guy is an, is an intellectually void human being. And I am so happy to have nothing to do with that goddamn radio station. And this is the last you'll hear me ever talk about it. This is the Stone On Air podcast. We'll do it once a week for now going forward. I'll try to get it to you on Wednesdays. Technically, officially, this thing's being uh, released on Wednesday night this week, so it is still your download destination for thousands in the city of Chattanooga. I went longer as per usual. I didn't do the exact math here, but it looks like 15, uh, might be around 50, 55 minutes. I appreciate you sticking to the end of it. I thought it was worth doing. I thought it was fun. He won't listen to it. Um, but a lot of people who will get a kick out of it will. Y'all have a good one. Talk to you later. Bye.